want to get into the Word today. And my, my desire today and hope today is that you either begin or develop a genuine personal relationship with God. Do you know God wants to have a relationship with you? The God of the universe wants to have a relationship with you. Now, those of you who have been in church all your life are like, yeah, yeah, I've heard this before, let's move on. But I want you to really stop and think about this truth. The God of the universe wants to have a relationship with you. Sometimes we can't even look at other people and imagine that they would want to have a relationship with us, right? We think so poorly of ourselves often that we can't imagine somebody picking us or wanting us or including us in their group or their thing or whatever it is. But beyond people, the God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who has always been and always will be, sees you, the good and the bad. He sees every part of your life. He sees you when you're dressed up and you look pretty on Sunday morning. He saw you when you got out of bed and you didn't look so pretty. And you had drool coming down your face and your breath smelled like somebody stepped in something. He loves you and he wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. Now I want to talk to you for the next three weeks about what it means to relate to God, how to relate to God. I want to talk to you basically about three ways that every human being, God wants you to relate to him in these three ways. And one of them is universally. Now, everyone relates to God universally. What I mean by that is that you relate to the God of heaven and earth. Even if you don't believe in God, you relate to him whether you like it or not. Let me give you one example. God made the law of gravity. It's a law. It's God's law. It is. Now, you can say, I don't believe in that, and you can go up to the top of a building, and you can jump off, and all the way down, you can say, I don't believe in gravity, I don't believe in gravity, I don't believe in gravity, until splat, you hit the ground because of gravity. You relate to God because of gravity. You're here because of the laws God put in place. One day, you're going to stand before God and answer for your life, right? Everyone relates to God universally, even if you don't believe in God or not. And then there's another level, and it is relating to God through the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the church, amen? And we are the body of Christ. Now, I want you to get this. When you get saved, you don't get saved into an individual situation. You get saved into a body. You become a part of the body. So, like, every time you see someone, and I don't want to get too far into this because I'm going to talk about this next week. But every time you see someone... Who says, I'm a Christian, but I don't involve myself in a local community of believers. You can just get a picture in your mind of a toe, just a toe, off by himself, away from the rest of the body. Because that's what's going on. Amen? God didn't save you to be a long ranger. He didn't save you to go off on your own. Let me move on. Now, a lot of people relate to God through the church. In other words, they're saved. Uh, they hear the word and they, they participate in the worship. They come and, and they do things for the kingdom of God with the church. That's a good thing. That's a wonderful thing. But there is another level of relationship that God wants you to have. And it's a personal relationship with him. I want to talk to you today about how you can get personal with God. God wants to get personal with you. Now let me help you before I get into this. I want to just... 
kill some ideas that maybe people have. When I say a personal relationship with God, I don't mean it's a private relationship with God. Sometimes we use the word personal and we say, well, that's personal. In other words, that's none of your business. Keep your mind out of it. God is not okay with you having a private, nobody else knows, I never talk about it, I never let the love of God shine through me relationship. You cannot have a private, no one knows you're a Christian relationship. In fact, the very essence of being a Christian is to declare and confess that there is a God, His Son is Jesus, He is my Savior, amen? The first ceremony we do after you're saved is to be baptized, which is a proclamation to the world, I believe in Jesus, He's my Savior. Personal does not mean it's private. Our relationship with God is supposed to be a public one. Second of all, personal does not mean it's individualistic. Let me tell you what I mean by that. A lot of people feel like that they can have a personal relationship with God in which they get to pick the rules. They get to decide who God is. I've had people tell me, well, I kind of feel like God is this way. And I'm like, well, okay, what do you base your opinion on? You're just giving me your opinion because your opinion is about as valuable as that guy over there whose opinion is different than yours. And if we all have our own opinion about who God is, and God really isn't anybody is. He's just what we want him to be in our own mind. You can't decide for yourself the rules that God set up. In other words, you can't say, well, I feel like that I'm a good person, and I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a good person. That breaks the rules. The Bible says that none of us are good except God alone. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God says that there is no amount of good works that you can do that will cover your sin. Amen? Amen. I always say it this way, but it's so true. Every time you think of, I'm a good person, I've done more good than bad, that's like saying, well, I fed 10,000 people, but I murdered six. Can I tell you something? The authorities are still going to take you to jail and prosecute you and throw you in prison, maybe even take your life for killing the six. You can't say, judge, but I did all this other good stuff, right? If you're guilty of one time of breaking the law, then you must pay, right? So you can't decide for yourself what the rules are. The Bible says the rule is this, that you must confess your sin, and when you do, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. Are you with me today? You can't have a relationship with God that you decide for yourself how it's going to be. God sets the rules. Turn to your neighbor and say, God sets the rules. Did you get that, Taisha? God sets the rules. Philip got it. God sets the rules. You don't get to pick. When I say personal, what I mean is that you and Jesus got something going. <laughs> that means you walk with him and you talk with him. That means in the moments that you're all by yourself and there's nobody like earthly around you, God is with you. Amen. You're aware of his presence. You interact and communicate with him. You have something with him. And I came to tell somebody today, what's missing in your relationship with God is a personal relationship between the Sundays in which God is real to you. In which you worship him in spirit and in truth. His word becomes life to you. In fact, I don't know what some people do who just come to church on Sundays. Only time they feel God is when they come to church. And they come to church hoping that pastor gets them whipped up. Well, I hope pastor's on it today. I hope he gets me whipped up. I hope I feel the spirit. No, it's a little Oh, dear Lord. 31. 
Maybe you need to feel the Spirit and bring something to the pastor. Huh? Hallelujah. It's about to get personal. God wants to get personal with you. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3. Let's look at this here. Jesus is speaking in Revelations. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. I love this because this is the personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you want to have a personal relationship with Jesus, you have to start with this knowledge. Jesus is pursuing you. It is not you pursuing Jesus. It is Jesus is pursuing you. The Holy Spirit is going after you. And if there's ever a moment when you feel your need of God, it's because the Holy Spirit has been working on you. Amen? Something happens in you and you just feel your need to pray, to worship, to read the Word, to talk to God, to just whatever it is, it's the Holy Spirit. Understand that God is in pursuit of you. He wants you. He wants to go after you. He is knocking at your door. Knocking at your door. Knocking at your door. Knocking at your door. Now, we live in a world where when somebody knocks at the door, if you ain't expecting them, this is what you do.
And, and sometimes I think, well, if we read the Word half as much as we read Facebook or Twitter or whatever, we'd be, boy, we'd be so full of the Word, we wouldn't know what to do anymore. Oh, me, come on, somebody, oh, me. Jesus said, I'm trying to get in. If you will open the door and let me in, that's what he wants us to get in. And notice what he says here. I will come in. He will come into your life. Now, oh, I wish I could get into this. But, but watch this. He says, I will come in and I will dine with him and he with me. This is a glimpse of what communion is. Is. I wish I could teach you to see. Someday I'm going to. Do you know what communion really means? It is the consumption of Jesus into your life. And it is placing your life inside of him. Every time we eat that bread and we drink that cup. We represent what is supposed to be happening. Monday through Friday in our lives. Amen. That we are taking in Jesus continually. And we are giving ourselves to him. There is something spiritual and powerful about two people sitting down and having a meal together. Amen. Jesus is saying, I love you. I love you so much, I want to take you into myself. And I love you so much, I want you to love me and take me into yourself. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Are you catching that? It's more than just we hang out. It's that we begin to interact and our spirits come together. He wants to come into your life in such a way that you become one with Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus calls us the bride for a reason. Because we're supposed to have that kind of close-knit, one relationship with one another. Amen? When, when I got married in 1985, it was my got married to Kathy, and now it's Mylon and Kathy. It can't be anything other than Mylon and Kathy, amen? It's not Mylon, and it's not Kathy. It's Mylon and Kathy. I remember one time when we were talking to a fellow minister, and, and uh, you know, the church often calls us pastors, right? And this minister had this idea, like, well, how can Kathy be a pastor if she doesn't preach? Pastors preach, and I'm like, my, my thought was, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Um, second, but I was not, I didn't say that. Um, but I did say, you know what? When two people are one, how can they be separated? And it takes two people. It takes, it takes both of us to pastor this church. Just because I'm louder than she is. Watch it, man. I have to one. <laughs> She's better looking than I am just because God puts us together and we are one. And Christ wants you to be one with him. That kind of intimate thing. You can't separate me from my Jesus. Paul said, you know what? I can have trials. I can have tribulations. I can have problems come. I can be rich. I can be poor. All this stuff can happen. But you can't separate me from my God. Amen. relationship I'm talking about. There are a lot of people that because they only relate to God at church, they don't have a personal, close, in-depth, no matter what comes my way, I trust God relationship. And that's where you get in problem. You know, you know what, you know when a lion, there's a herd of zebras and they they come in, the lions, and they get one off by themselves. And it's usually one of the weaker ones. And you know why they try to isolate the one? Because they're about to have dinner, aren't they? 
And if you're one of the weaker ones who only comes twice a month, and all your relationship with God is based on whether the pastor whips you up or not on a Sunday morning, and it's all emotional, and, 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 and you, you're constantly looking at God in terms of what can he do for me next, and why do I have to go through this? It, the devil knows you're one of the weaker ones, and what he'll try to do is separate you from the body. He'll try to get you to where you don't need to come to church. That every Sunday, that's kind of ridiculous. He'll tell you things, and then you get off there by yourself, and then he starts devouring in your mind, telling you lies and what kind of garbage you're going to go through, and how God has abandoned you, and the church don't really love you, and the pastor didn't even shake your hand, that rotten guy, and all of this stuff. Gary looked at me funny. I saw him. I don't even know how I'm back to that church anymore. And pretty soon he's got you off on your own because you're not in that close connection, communicated every day. God is with me kind of thing. Let me tell you, when you've got that going on in your life and the devil comes and lies to you, the Holy Spirit just wells up in you and goes, no, that's a lie. And my own, you're not biting on that. I'm going to let you. You're not, gonna, you're not going that way. You're not going to talk that way. You're not going to think that way. You're going to change your mind. You're going to change your attitude. You're going to change your emotions. That's what the Holy Spirit does when He lives in your life. When you're in a personal relationship with God. Amen? When you're in a personal relationship with God, communicate with God. Talk to Him and listen to Him. Anybody tell me how to listen to the Lord? Anybody? I know you're afraid you're going to say something wrong. Huh? That's good. Stop talking. Shut up, I would say that Beth is nicer than me. <clears throat> Listen. You know, that's what meditation really is. It's just shutting your mouth and listening. Amen. Do, do you know that there is an even more important way than meditating? And meditating is spiritual, biblical, and important. But there's a more important way. It's reading the Word. Do you know what the, your Bible is? It is... It is God expressing his own self to you. And you know why he put it in written words that can be passed down? Because if he didn't, we'd all go off and we'd all trust our feelings to tell us who God is and it'd be a mess. That's why when we get off on a fringe somewhere, we go back to the word and the word brings us right back where we need to be. That's why you got to know the Bible. You know, I read one scripture to you today and blabbed a whole bunch. You need more than one scripture in your life. Amen. And can I tell you that the, the spirit, we're so mule-headed that the spirit has to treat us like a nail. You don't hit a nail one time. You hit it four times, five times, however long it takes till you stick it home. And some of us, we need to get hit with this over and over and over and over. Ten years from now, you're going to lose the, the meaning of this. And you're going to run across the scripture and the Holy Spirit is going to lie to you again because God speaks to you through his word. Amen. Amen. He speaks to you through his word. Worship him. Just take some time to worship God. Now, let me help you. Worship is not a time on a Sunday morning where we play songs. You can worship the music, but you don't have to have music to worship. You don't have to be in a beautiful building to worship. You know, the Bible says that Paul and Silas were in jail and had been beaten. And they began to sing and praise God at the midnight hour. They were not in a beautiful place. There was not some beautiful band of Tanisha and Alicia up here singing in the spirit. No, they were just in the worst place possible. Where most of us would have whined and complained and instead they worshipped. You know why? Because they had personal relationship with God. 
It's in me. I feel him. I, I know he's there with me. And I'm going to do something to communicate with him. Communicate with him. It's a give and take, the personal relationship with God. You know that? You need to give God some stuff in your relationship. If you've never been in a one-way relationship, don't raise your hand to point. But if you've ever been in a one-way relationship, you know how this works. It's gimme, gimme, gimme that you hear all the time. And then when you need something or you're in need, it's, uh, well, I don't have time for all that. What do you think I am? Come on. And our relationship with God shouldn't just be gimme, 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 gimme. It should be, let me offer something to you, Lord. Let me offer some of my time to you. Let me offer my money to you. Amen? Let me offer uh, volunteering at Trump Retreat on a Saturday. And I know some of you are tired today, but didn't we have so much fun last yes. night? Just loving on the community. It was just amazing and wonderful. And you gave up yourself. You spent your own money on that last night. And you gave because you believed in it. And you offered something to God. And then there are times when you need from the Lord and He supplies your every need. Amen. He blesses you and He lifts you up and He says a good word in your heart and He gives you what you need. It's a give and take relationship with God. I'm going to challenge you. Sometimes you need to just wake up and say, God, what can I give you today? What can I do for you today? What would please you today? And then just listen. Like Beth said, just be quiet and listen. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your life. Amen. If you want to have a personal relationship with God, it is different than any other because it changes you. Now, let me tell you something. You may have noticed this, but when you hang out with someone enough, you'll start to take on their characteristics. Uh-oh. It's kind of like Madonna when she went on tour in London, and when she came back, she had a little bit of an accent. She had been around these other people so long that she started to talk like them, and everybody was kind of making fun of her. Do you know when you hang around people long enough, you'll start to think like them and act like them, amen? It'll get inside of you. That's what relationship does, amen? I, I, I knew an older fellow that he had a, an old dog, and, and he would sit out in the front yard next to his dog, and they both had the same look on their face. And I tell Kathy, They've been around each other so much, they have the same old snarl. <laughs> you can just hear it, gloom, despair, agony on me, right? Good job. When you relate to people, you rub off on each other. And let, let me tell you something nobody rubs off like Jesus. When you relate to him, you start to think like him, you start to act like him. You start to become like him. Amen? You start to love like him. You start to sacrifice like him. You can't get close to him without him rubbing off on you. Amen? And that's where discipleship takes place. Where we're not just going through the motions, but we're becoming something. We're becoming more like Jesus. You look at the disciples' life and at the beginning of their relationship with God, they were, they were not on point and they had their minds focused on other things and they wanted to be the greatest of all and one wanted to put waste in the money and, and all of this. They just had their minds somewhere else. But as they grew in the Lord and they stayed close to Jesus, there came a point where he sent them out on their own because he knew he had rubbed off enough. 
and that they were going to go out and they were going to follow his example. Being in a personal relationship with God is saying, I want to be like Jesus. I don't want to just be religious. I want to be like Jesus. Oh, it's about to get personal in your life. Jesus with you all the time. Now, I know there's some people wondering, how in the world can you have a relationship with a guy that lived 2,000-something years ago? How can you have a relationship with God? Well, John chapter 14 tells us the answer to that. If you turn to John chapter 14, Jesus is about to go, and he's preparing his disciples for the fact that he's about to go back to heaven. He's going to be crucified. He knows it. He's going to be resurrected in three days. He knows it. He's going to spend a little bit of time here on earth, and then he's going to go up into heaven. And when he goes up into heaven, he knows that the Spirit is going to come down. And this is what he's preparing his disciples. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, talking about the Holy Spirit, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him, catch this, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. He is the God who is with you and in you. Amen? Amen? So, like, we can pray. Sometimes we think of our prayers as, like, up to heaven. That's okay. In fact, the Bible says that God the Father is in heaven and that the Son is seated at his right hand. You know, Jesus still has a physical body. Can I tell you that? A lot, of, a lot of us think that uh, uh, we're all just spirits and these bodies are just like uh, cars we're driving around in. But no, your body is part of who you are. And when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he had flesh and blood. You can touch the scars, right? You can touch his side of the spear pierced in. And he said, I'm not a ghost, flesh and blood. Uh, a ghost doesn't have flesh and blood. So there's a physical body. The physical presence of Jesus is in heaven. It's just a glorified physical body. It's at the right hand of God. So how can you have a relationship with Jesus who's at the right hand of God? Because when he went back to the right hand, he sent the Holy Spirit to come live inside of the church.
You can just be yourself and be filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God. Some of the most powerful people I know are quiet in the natural, but in the spirit realm, they move mountains. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what personal is. The Holy Spirit coming inside of you. He's with me. He abides in me. He abides in me to teach me, to empower me, to move me, to guide my life. He's the one who will keep me from screwing this up, amen. Have you ever felt like that? God, I know me, I'm about to screw this all up. And the Holy Spirit says, nope, I'm not even going to let you mess this up. He's the one who empowers your ministry, empowers your life. He's the one who is with you and in you, amen. Now, I want you to also remember that the God is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when you pray to the Spirit, you pray to the Son, you pray to the Father. Don't get mixed up in the words and all of that because they are one. Amen? They are one. It is having the Holy Spirit in your life. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you need to pray that you receive it. The Bible says Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He said, it's so important, I want you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to wait, and don't leave, don't do a thing until the Spirit comes and fills you, because if you go out in the world without the Spirit, it's going to eat you alive. You need the Holy Spirit. Your power is not the latest church growth thing. Your power is not the latest book written by some other pastor somewhere. Your power is the Holy Spirit inside of your life. Enabling the word inside of you, teaching you and guiding you and giving you power and wisdom beyond your own ability. You need the Holy Spirit. And I will encourage you today, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God. He can come into your life and abide with you. In fact, he's knocking on your door right now. He wants to come into your life. He wants to come into you. And communicate with you. And have that communion with you where you and God become one with one another.